All right, so uh, we are literally a week away already from the start of the NFL season. Free agency, yep. you know, all the good stuff. Way to make it sound See, optimistic. I know. <laughs> NFL does such a good job, though, at keeping you very interested every month. Right. Like, in March, you have, I mean, people are getting tagged, franchise tagged today. Speaking of your, is it? Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates. Yep. Forgot his first name. Um, and then Orlando Brown from the Kansas City Chiefs. And there's a bunch of others that are potentially going to get tagged by tomorrow. That sure. This will come out, and they're already tagged. Anyway, um, so with – and then in April, you got the draft, and then you got in May, like, mini camps and stuff. And then Anyway, they do a very good job of keeping you very involved. Well, you always have some a next step. Correct. So it's always like, you know, Looking you don't go without – Yeah, without something to look forward to, right? Correct. Um, so with that, there's a bunch of NFL – rumors a bunch of nfl stuff like Mm -hmm. coming out so i saw one that wanted what you thought um did you see there's a high interest for the saints in jimmy garoppolo i did not see that i've seen very little honest just being (laughs) honest i've seen very little yep um so there yeah i saw that i saw there was interest in jimmy garoppolo going Mm. to the saints also, potentially Mitch Trubisky. So, real quick, okay, Trubisky. Um, there's actually a high. There's a lot of teams actually looking at Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I actually saw impressive stat. He is the only active QB that has started at least twenty games to not throw a pick six. What? Yep, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky is okay, the only active TB. <laughs> QB in the NFL that has not, I mean, that has started at least 20 games. So none of the people who started like one game last year or whatever, but that's to start 20 games and not throw a pick six. Wow. He's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Other teams that are looking at him, the Washington commanders. Hmm. Speaking of, I don't know if we talked about it. That's a whack out name. I, yeah, it is. So super terrible. (laughs) Um, I heard that, I don't know if this is true, so I'm just going to throw this out there, and if it's false, then whatever. Um, I heard that the commanders literally reached out to every other team in the NFL about a quarterback deal. (laughs) I actually read that. That shows a lot of faith in Taylor Heineke. Heineke, yeah. Which actually isn't that bad. He's not. He's not not that bad. bad. Like He's not great, but he's not bad. You think they're going to try to bring back uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick? Um... I mean, if they can't get anybody else, then I've mean, heard he's not bad to be left with, but they're not making a playoff run or anything like that. There's so many teams right now. Like when, when it comes to the quarterbacks that are like, you think that are out there, like Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I mean, people can just talk, but are, they've already said he's not going anywhere. Again, words are words. People, there's stuff that happens under the table, but they said that the Broncos and the Eagles and the commanders are very... Are pushing, still pushing for, for Russell Russ. Wilson. Yep. Again, I'm not I a huge that. fan of that. Um, again, we've already came out and said that Jalen Hurts is our quarterback next year. I don't believe it. I don't believe anything. Didn't you have- I won't believe it until I see all these little other pieces come into place because it's either one big swing going after a quarterback and that is our, that's going to be our offseason. Right. Or we go a bunch of little 
like, I mean, we're looking at maybe Allen Robinson and like little things like that. So, um, I would rather do all that than try to go after a quarterback for eight years and not get us any closer to a Super Bowl because a quarterback will not help a team out this team. So, but anyway, um, but Aaron Rodgers is another name still out there. And I've heard Denver still all in right. trying to get him. But apparently there's this huge deal that the Packers are putting on the table for Aaron Rodgers. To sign him, right? To, to sign him back that they said will blow other deals. Like it'll it'll change the whole dynamic of deals. I have no idea what that means. Again, that's what I'm reading. Um, and... And, like, it's been interesting because I've been hearing a lot, like, uh, Greeny. Greeny was saying, like, the one thing he's saying is how selfish Aaron Rodgers is right now. Like, he knows what he's doing. Like, he, he feels like he already knows what he's going to do. Wow. But he's leaving his team. He's leaving these other players. Like, that, like, whether, if he knows he's not going anywhere, that these players that want to, to go somewhere else, right. like, try to help other players out figure out what their figure out what their future is and everybody's just focused on one man right and i understand how good he is he's amazing yeah but like how self like this is and i and i i was like thinking about it i was like yeah i mean i would i would agree i would agree that it is a little selfish to be i don't know i mean if he knows i mean assuming that he knows what he's going to do but there's always the potential that he actually doesn't know so if he actually knows what he's going to do, like especially if he knows he's going to retire, and yet he's holding this up, compl- incredibly selfish. Oh yeah. Um, or if he knows he's going to go somewhere else, but yet he's sitting here and holding. But I I also see Rogers being a guy who is about his teammates though, and yeah. so like even in the interviews, like he he enjoys his teammates. And, oh for sure, and he, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, and so I don't know that he'd be one to do that necessarily. But again, I don't put it past him either. So yeah. you know, we don't. I don't know that we really know quite yet. Oh, I know. Again, I know nothing. Just sitting over here. This right. is all my no insider reporting yet. here. No, not not this guy. Yeah, this is um, what uh, ESPN ESPN's uh, Jeremy Fowler had written about it. The Green Bay Packers have made a significant long term contract offer to Aaron Rodgers that would alter the Q the QB market. Mm-hmm. A source told ESPN terms of potential terms of a potential new contract could always change, but three or four year but a three or four year deal would help Green Bay's salary cap situation while giving Rodgers, who's thirty eight, contractual clarity well into his forties. And mm. so it it plays off both of them where they sort of lose that big salary this year. Yep. Um and gives him some some uh, you know, predictability oh, yeah. or uh sort of safety net over the next few years. Yeah. Yeah, it, again, there's so much there's so many things that are up in the air. That's where like I'm excited to see what happens when next week like at 4 p.m. I think you I think it's next Thursday, 4 p.m. we'll find out where people go, trades happen, like it makes it official. Right. Um so another new potential rumor is um, the Panthers running back. What is it? What is his name? My gosh. I totally. <laughs> he must not be worth talking about. Uh, he's not. <laughs> McCaffrey? That guy. Oh, my goodness gracious. Christian McCaffrey. It's funny when you say, oh, did you hear the news story about the Panthers running back or whoever yeah, it may be? He's re- <laughs> I promise. He is very good. I totally blanked on his name. <laughs> but 
they're they're listening to offers for him. Okay. They want a first round draft pick and a player. That's what they want for him. Um I don't know much about the Panthers, honestly. I just saw that. I know he's one player right. on the team that I know, even though I just totally did not know his name yeah. right now. Um so but um I feel like so far he's another that he's linked to is potentially the Commanders. The Wa- I'm just going to call him the Washington. Yeah, Washington. Because everybody knows it yeah. as the Washington. Um, well, Redskins. <laughs> yes, Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then same with, again, back to that team, mm-hmm. the Washington whatevers. Um, Deshaun Watson, potentially, is another name there too. He's still, I have no idea what to do with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that. Is anybody really going to make a run at him with the situation at the place it is? Like, I feel like something's got to get worked out there to at least I'm, show him as To be honest, playable. I'm afraid the Eagles will. In the situation, because there's a, there's a chance that the NFL might oh, yeah. rule something that doesn't allow him to ever play again. Right? Yeah. Like, if this never ends, he may never play another snap. It's true. It's likely he will, but yeah. we don't know if that's going to be this year, next year, five years from now. We have no idea. Yep. And so... With the amount that the Texans want for him, which is multi first round picks, why would you do that with uncertainty? You know? Yeah. Once he once he's, you know, cleared and his name is cleared to be able to play in the NFL again, then I think he's worth three first round picks. Um, yeah. but it's like until then, me as a GM, I'm not doing <laughs> nope. anything nope. to to get him until that's all figured out. So I feel like some more dominoes have to fall before teams you oh, know, yeah. figure that out. Yep. That's for sure. Um, and then another one, this isn't actually a rumor, but this actually came out today. Uh, Calvin Ridley is being suspended for a year next year. Yeah. Goodness. Because he bet on games last year, whenever, whenever he was away from the game. Right. So we don't know what he was actually predicting on, right? Like, do we know what he was actually? They did. They said there was a couple, uh, parlays that he bet on. Like multiple multiple games, but he also bet on the Falcons to win. He never sure. there was not for them to lose. Not for them to lose, yeah. but he bet there was the Falcons were in there. But they also said total that it was about a th- about fifteen hundred bucks, fifteen hundred bucks that he spent within a five day period. Oh, okay, a five day period. Well, and then, honestly, that's not that much, is it? Like, no, it's I mean, not. But now him being suspended. He's losing one. He's p- losing eleven point one million dollars. Wow! This next year, it's where gambling gets you. He, he made a gamble. He he did. <laughs> yep. I saw a post uh, somebody put on, and uh, it's on Madden. So Madden has you know the the new thing is their hot takes or their are the the X that they show underneath uh, the player, and then they get their boost or whatever. Oh sure sure. Um, his <laughs> boost is called the gambler. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody's put somebody put a. Uh, Man, Madden knew exactly what they were doing. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, is it real? Like his thing is the gambler. And it's actually? a card. It's a card, and it says gambler. Wow, I didn't know that was actually real. I yeah. thought it was like a meme. Made no, it, it actually is a real thing. Wow. So, yeah, I thought. Yeah, I those mean, are I some think of the things I, saw. I don't know. We were talking. Um, I, I was talking with some other people about, um, you know, whether or not he'll ever play again. Yeah. Um, and so I don't really know where I fit there. I guess it depends on you know what the NFL thinks about. A situation like this yeah um but i mean fifteen hundred dollars i didn't know it was that little um it's yeah. really not that much compared to 
what the dude makes. Like he oh, could have made sure. it way worse. Um, and the other thing is that he wasn't. It wasn't like he was fixing the games or whatever. Like betting low, like that's you know yeah. over under sixty yards for him receiving, and like he gets fifty five and then stops playing. You know what I mean? Like clearly mm-hmm. that would be wrong. And unless those details are there, then it's like hey, like if you're gonna legalize gambling and market it and push it so much within the NFL and within every other sports podcast or radio show, whatever it may be, then like you're shooting yourself in the foot. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's okay for him to do what he did or whatever, but I'm just saying like the NFL, don't be so shocked. It's almost like, you know, like don't be so shocked when you shoot yourself in the foot, you know, if you're messing around with stupid stuff like this. For sure. Yeah. I don't, uh, I would agree. I don't think his career is over. Um, but it just doesn't look great. Yeah. And I don't don't think it's over. And we didn't talk. I don't think we talked about this on air, but you had talked a couple of times about the Eagles possibly picking up Calvin Ridley. So it's a bit of a bummer for you. Yeah. As soon as I saw, I was like, well, that sucks. Would you, because would you give up like a fourth round pick for him now, knowing he won't play next year, but play with you afterwards? If I knew for sure he was playing. Yeah. You have a fourth for him. Yeah. Three. That is a talented name guy ah uh, i don't know we need help on defense sure Our defense is yeah. terrible right. see this is my whole scenario in my head that i was mm-hmm. hoping for and i told you this uh so another player that is potentially being dropped is amari cooper right from the cowboys mm-hmm. because they're saving 20 million dollars well there's a guarantee it's 20 million but or, salary he's 19 yeah. 18 or 19 million Okay. This upcoming year that they would save, they cut him before the. Wow. Or, is it before or after the new year begins? Some, some, yeah. somehow that works out. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Um, so in my head, I was like, that would be awesome. Somehow find a way to get a Mark Cooper because I still think he's he's a good player. Yep. He's he's a route runner. He like is. his his route running is great. Mm-hmm. Then we have Devonte Smith. Route running is great. Then we could. Then I was hoping to to get. Because they they were talking about it, use a first round draft pick and trade for Calvin Ridley. That was this is this is my if yep. I was a GM, this is my scenario. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, because he can blow it off the off the top, like sure. he, he's that that kind of game breaking speed. So mm-hmm. I was hoping for that, and then it got shot real quick. So anyway, that's not happening. Um, but that would have been pretty sweet. We could get just replace Ridley with Robinson. Robinson's not quite the yeah. deep threat that he was. But he's big. Was. We, he we is, don't have yeah. any big receiver right, at yeah. all. Yeah. But um, I also saw that the Eagles are looking at potentially listening for trade offers for Jalen Rager, if anybody would like him. Uh, just, just, thought I'd let, just thought I'd throw more on air. Goodness. Jalen Rager, potential trade. <laughs> Come on, people. Anyway. I don't know who would give up anything for that guy. Honestly, they, like, they need to cut that guy. If... If a guy, I'll be surprised if he's on the team next year. If a guy like Odell Beckham gets cut, like he got cut, not traded. Yeah. And so if a guy like that gets cut, Jalen Rager gets cut. Like that guy's. I'm. Not, I don't know anything about him. Like I don't I'm either. not a big big. Like, I don't follow the Eagles a whole whole lot. I just know from from you. But in the games that I watch, that guy's awful. <laughs> Every time I see him touch the ball, it seems like he's making a mistake. And so I just Again, don't know when how we went, you when we went to the Saints game. When he yeah. went for punt returns yep. or kickoff returns, the whole crowd. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I remember. I remember Cheryl going, "Are they booing him?" I was like, "Yes, it's Jalen Rager." It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Uh, it was but Justin but then Jefferson. I feel. But then I feel like. Hmm. <laughs> and I feel like it's gonna be 
uh, Nelson Aguilar thing. Oh, he, and he was cr- and he was terrible it. with the Eagles. Oh, that'd be great. And then he went to the he went to the Raiders, and like every catch he made was a touchdown. Right. And you're like, where's this? Where's right. you had no hands in Philly? Mm-hmm. And then now and then he got his deal in in uh, New England. Right. So like, I mean, he's, he's still not pretty well. He's not he's, great, but right. yeah, he's playing better right. than he did in Philly. So I definitely see that happening. Yep. Well, that's, Rager going that points else. to coaching, right? That would point uh, to coaching. I mean, Jalen Rager was also with last year too, in, or no, he was with I'm not, Nick, I'm not Nick Sirianni. I'm saying, and, I'm saying Nelson Aguilar's situation. Oh, like the yeah. fact that he was so bad with Philly, and then he goes to a different situation, two different situations, and I mean, I'm going to call it success, right? Oh yeah, I mean, he's yeah. Not, he's still not what he was supposed to be. He was mm-hmm. a, he was a first second round pick. He was a first rounder. For, I think he was 15th pick overall. Yeah, so I mean, USC. he's still he's still not that guy. Yeah, um, but he's doing better than he did in Philly. And so that mm-hmm. points to some sort of coaching issue, which you guys are got rid of Doug Peterson, but, um, mm-hmm. but then he didn't do very hot with Nick Sirianni. Who didn't? Jalen Rager this past season. Yeah. But I, I was talking about Aguilar. Oh, but oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yep. you're right. And Rager, but, and, and so it would be the same if Rager goes somewhere and performs well for somebody else. Yeah. Um, then it would definitely point towards the Eagles. Just coaching being receiving. Issue coaching yep staff just cannot when was the last what was the last great receiver you had to probably goodness yeah i mean we had deshaun jackson he, you had but he, he was speed oh, we had him jackson, we had macklin. uh macklin uh jason dude i like jason avon who was the dude? i was i was a fan of oh jason yeah avon. Avon he was, was always good. our slit slow as molasses slit, though. slot yeah. receiver yep but he had hands like yeah he did yes yeah but the the other guy who white guy with the long hair that used to catch deep balls from <laughs> Riley Cooper, yeah, from Nick Foles, yeah, and, and when <laughs> Riley Cooper, that guy was a stud for like yeah, all three a, weeks. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden Nick Foles comes out of nowhere and throws only to Riley Cooper, and you're like, what? He had like seven touchdowns in one game, right? <laughs> Nick Foles did, yeah, yeah against yeah, the Raiders, and three of them went to Riley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I was like, dude, dude I was that was whenever, that game. Who was this whenever guy? McCoy was there. And then I find oh, out God. that Riley Cooper was Tim Tebow's receiver in college. I'm like, dude, this guy's like a <laughs> hidden gem. And then four weeks later, you never hear his name again. I'm like, yeah. Well, that, that situation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll let you guys look that one up if you don't know. What situation? Him saying the N-word. Oh, yeah. That's that was <laughs> That's right. That was him. That was his, uh, his <laughs> bye-bye to the NFL moment. Yep, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay, that's why he disappeared. Um <laughs> Did you no see Browns place franchise tag on tight end David and Juju? I did. Why? I don't know. What is that? <laughs> Wait, who why. all they have they have Hooper. Yep. Didn't they have somebody else? I thought they had they have three I thought they had three good good tight ends. I'm not sure who the other tight end I could would be. Wrong. be. Um I thought they did have another one as well, but I forget. But they're set to pay him ten point nine million dollars. Nope. He like he is just not that guy. Like he's not super productive. He was a high round draft pick, but last year he had 36 catches, four hundred and seventy five yards, and four touchdowns. That's it. In the last five weeks, he never had over thirty five yards receiving. Like, hmm. <laughs> I mean, where where is it that? Because, just so we're clear, the franchise tag when you put a franchise tag on a player. You're going to pay them the average salary of the top five players at their mm-hmm. position. So if you average out the top five tight end, five paid tight ends in the NFL, 
he's going to get paid the average of what they all pay. But yet he only had 400 receiving yards. We have a, how many? And then, even a rookie, Kyle Pitts, last year, rookie yeah. tight end Kyle Pitts last year had 1,000 yards. And this guy had literally half done less than that, and he's going to get paid like a top five. I, did, I don't know what the Browns I, are doing. I, I you cut Odell, he goes to the Super Bowl. Then you sign, you franchise. I saw this, this um, crazy, it is pretty crazy, crazy rumor scenario of the Browns and Packers trade that would send like three first rounders, Baker Mayfield and like the tight end, him, Joku, Joku yep. and Peoples Jones okay, to the Packers for Devonta Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Man. Again, far, far, far stretch, but. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't see it happen. I don't see I anything enjoy, happening. I enjoy, I, yeah, I just enjoy. With you know, Rodgers, yeah, I know, for sure. Talking all this. <laughs> I'm just like, Rodgers going, if he does go somewhere, I don't see it like, I don't know. I don't see it being something wild and crazy. I see it being somewhere pretty smooth and easy where he can just transition well. Yeah bring Devonte with him is what I think is going to happen. I think honestly it's down to two teams, the Packers and Denver Broncos mm. are the two teams that I would say it's down to just from what I'm seeing. But again, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Um, that's just what I'm seeing. I, it's, it's fun. This, this time of year is really fun for me because yep. again, every team starts at zero. Um, and then people trade, do all these fun, crazy things. And, and then some cr- random trade that you never see coming. You're like, what just happened? And then it happens. Right. Like, what the heck? But going back real quick to the Calvin Ridley thing. Sure. The, the Falcons, um, j- actually, in general. So I looked up that they only have, from last year, one receiver on their roster from last year. Starting going into next season. Wow, really? And that's rookie Frank Darby. That guy Me is. neither, but he's the only receiver left. Everybody else were they were on their last years, and then there was Calvin Ridley, who now is not playing. So now it's just so now they. If you were Matt Ryan, like at what point in time do you move on from him? You know what I mean, like or I'm actually surprised or you or Matt Ryan moves on from the Falcons. Well, that I mean, it makes more like now you're more curious about. Um. Now you're more curious about why they didn't go after a quarterback last year in the draft. Right. Or like why, yeah, why go they for pass. Pitt? They passed. They, yeah. They didn't, they had the fifth pick for sure. Fifth overall pick. Mm-hmm. And do you think hypothetically that if, uh, actually probably not, but anyway, mm-hmm. sorry, I made my own assumption in my head. <laughs> um, if the Falcons would have gotten Kyle Pitt or if they would have gotten a quarterback at five, number six, the Bengals were sitting at six. Do you think they would have went for Kyle Pitts? No, the Bengals still... were at five. The Falcons, Falcons were at four. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that, it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, Do you think they still would have went with Jamar Chase because of the connection that Joe Burrow had with yeah, Jamar Chase? Yeah, I think I think that the Bengals had Jamar Chase as the top player on their board. Yeah. Because they didn't want a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So that was the first three picks, right? Yes. Where quarterbacks. And then we have Kyle Pitts. Um, and I don't think that they would have, I think they would have went Jamar and I would have yep. went Jamar, um, personally. Um, if, if I was up to that, going back in time, I would have picked him Pinay Sewell, honestly. Yeah. Yep. Um, not knowing what I know now, but 
Right. Thank God I'm not the GM for the <laughs> Bengals, and they made a much better call than all of us did because we all thought that. Yep. Um, that they were going to take Penesul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you see this Jordan Davis guy? Jordan Davis. Is the NFL combine? This 380-pound crazy guy? Yeah. Yes. He's a or – no, or sorry, not an offensive lineman. Sorry. Defensive tackle prospect. Um, Jordan Davis runs a 4.78, and he's 341 pounds. <laughs> Unbelievable. I heard I, – I, now, I didn't look at the numbers here specifically, but I heard that that was faster than – Pat Mahomes mm-hmm. and Jarvis Landry, faster than Jarvis Landry, wide receiver in the NFL. And this guy's 314 pounds defensive. Tackle. Imagine that guy coming at you. Yeah. Well, the last guy to run uh, 40 quite this fast was Aaron Donald. Completely mm-hmm. blew everybody away. And this guy comes, Jordan Davis comes from Georgia, that dominant Georgia defense. So, man, I like that guy. He's going to fly up draft boards. Huge. That was scary i can't imagine see he's and then you put pads and a helmet on him right a guy moving that fast with that much weight behind him yeah chasing down quarterbacks (laughs) that's gonna (laughs) suck Since we're talking about free agency, there's other free agents and people moving around in the world of sports, mm-hmm. and that is NFL announcers. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about any of these? Uh, I heard about, yeah, I'm going to let you carry so, on, but yes, I did, I did this, see some. The new thing is this year, Troy Aikman is no longer in Fox. Yep. I did hear about this one. He na- He's now uh, Monday Night Football with... I actually have no idea who he's going to be with. He might be with Steve Levy still. Okay. Um, yeah. But I don't know if they found, because they're talking to potentially moving Joe Buck from Fox and bring him to ESPN. That's because cost a ton of money. in the next five years, ESPN and ABC get two, I believe, Super Bowls. They haven't had a Super Bowl in a long time wow. because it's always NBC, CBS, and Fox. Sure. So they're trying to bring their, they're trying to bring the experience up. So they're trying to take them from Fox. So ESPN paid Troy Aikman seventeen million dollars to go be an announcer. Twenty-seven million. He's making Eight, more. 17. 17. Oh, 17. Yep. He's still making more than he ever made yep. playing quarterback. So. Uh, again, so then that means Joe Buck right now he makes ten million dollars for Fox. So, if somehow ESPN can get him to get more, I mean, he might he might end up going that way. Well, and and if he you know enjoyed um, working with Troy Aikman, which it's always seemed like they did, I think right? so. Yeah, I mean, that's what it seemed like. He said, least. I think I saw a quote. Is he's like I'm in a I feel like I'm in a tough position, like trying to figure because he's always been with Troy Aikman. I think they said since two thousand. 12 maybe 
I couldn't. I I don't. I don't remember those. It's been a while. Those. Yeah. But, um. But then now Thursday night football is strictly Amazon now. It's no longer Fox. It's strictly Amazon will be carrying the game. Okay. And nice. they have their announcer that came out. It's Kurt Herbstreet. He's the a college guy. College, correct. But he was the next best best thing because everybody else is taken. That's the so they're Sean McVay's there. Like, I mean, I mean Sean McVay's gonna stay. I yeah, know, but like, right. at least make a run at him. Sean Payton's there. Yeah, they Where said. Is he going? What they exactly? Don't know. But they were also so. If Joe Buck decides to stand Fox, he um, Greg Olson will be next to him. So they're they have that already kind of figured out because Greg Olson would be the number he would be the second best okay. for Fox. Man. So that's not even so. Right now, the best is CBS. Do you know how much Troy Tony Romo is making right now? Uh, I just saw it actually. Yep. But go ahead. He signed a ten-year, one hundred and eighty million dollar contract. Eighteen million. A he year. gets eighteen million a year. But he's killing it, bro. Oh my he goodness! Is he so is so much fun. He to is in, to. yes, he yep. is insane. Um, and then Jim Nance, who's the play-by-play, is getting ten point five. But he's—he, I mean, he also does the. Um, he does golf tournaments. He does right, sure. all that kind of yep. stuff. Which that surprised me that he was only getting ten, compared to I mean, Tony Romo does amazing anyway. But like, I was surprised that Jim Nance only made ten, ten point five. Um, yeah. Well, I see here a report from the New York Post. New York Post in January suggested that Al Michaels was a target for ESPN as the new play-by-play man for Monday Night Football. Uh, he was the voice of the Monday Night Football from 1986 to 2005, and he's expected to leave NBC this year, mm-hmm. putting the services into the open market. Yep. So he could be coming. Uh, it looks like uh, it says here uh, for the last two years, uh, ESPN had been obviously with Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lou Riddick. Uh, which Lou Riddick is on his way out potentially because he's interviewing with the Steelers. And right Brian now. Greasy is on the 49ers. Correct. So he went 49ers out. So they're saying they're coach. thinking that Aikman came in and pushed Greasy out, which is now going to the 49ers. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's some movement there. But it, so it looks like I don't know if Levy stays. I mean, I guess worst case right. scenario if they don't get anybody else, Levy and yeah, um, Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman would be doing it. Um, but I think that they probably make a run for Joe Buck for. No, Al Michael. Well, oh. I guess Joe Buck. I mean, I guess who would be better? Al I mean, that chem- Joe Buck. That, I mean, I, I enjoy them both. Like, if I had, I mean, but with that chemistry with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, who have yeah, been doing it for been so doing long. For a while, yeah. I think if they want their perfect scenario in their head, they would go after Joe Buck. Yeah. Make him very, very wealthy. Man, I, I but miss, it's just, yeah, go ahead. I, no, I just miss the, I miss Tariko. John Gruden and Ron Jaworski. As yes. much as Ron Jaworski was a bit of an oddball, yep. I loved that crew. That was yeah. a good one. Yep, that was a great one. Um, but it's just interesting. All these different like, like Tony Rum was making more money than he did playing football. Right. Like these guys are making so much money. Right. And they're like, we want ours to be the best. No, we want ours to be the best. Like they just keep going. Like NBC, CBS, Fox. Everybody wants to be the best. So what do they do? They throw you a bunch of money and steal people from other places. Yep. So I just thought that was really interesting how all this is happening.
Yeah, I did just see this tweet. Um, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers will be informing the Packers of his decision soon. Per league sources, I am told there are multiple teams with offers on the table. But, of course, nothing can happen until the Green Bay Packers allow a trade. So it sounds mm. like they're, again, you know, kind of points to my issue, uh, or not issue, but my point of I think he's going to leave considering they have offers on the table. Um, they're at least fielding calls, you know? Yeah. And so <laughs> makes it sound, you know, if you're a team that were, you know, were bent on keeping Rodgers and not letting him go and Rodgers not wanting to go. Um, you wouldn't be listening. You wouldn't be listening, right. And so... I don't know. It sounds like he's going to go. By the way, I just want to point out, by the time this podcast episode probably gets published and like people are listening to it, he probably goes somewhere. The news probably breaks. Just yeah, so we know. Yeah, it's what happens. It's what happens to us all the time because <laughs> we have full-time jobs and lives and we can't... And lives. Know, we, <laughs> we can't seem to get him out before breaking news yep. happens. So. Mm-hmm. so we'll just... Uh, who knows? We'll just get a breaking news as we podcast. Yep. And then we can break it. That'd be sweet. But... uh yeah, I think so. Aaron Rodgers leaves. What would happen to, if, like, well, he would have to make a decision before tomorrow, depending on, I mean, Devonte Adams. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, he said wait, he was he, going to. He's waiting on Devonte. He's waiting on tomorrow. Well, so he said much. he was going to make a decision prior to franchise tag. I yeah, thought that, um, because if he left then I guess he was hoping that the Packers would respect that decision and it would help them make the decision whether or not they were going to franchise him if they respected Devontae. But there was always the option, mm-hmm. which is I thought there was potential of happening where, you know, the the Packers, or, or sorry, Rodgers leaves the Packers expecting yep. that the Packers aren't going to franchise him and let him walk as well. And then the Packers throw a, sl- a franchise tag on Devontae and keep him there for a year with Jordan Love, which would just tick off everyone involved. <laughs> And so Absolutely. that's what I thought it was a potential. But yeah. again, we, we don't really know yet. I thought he was going to make the decision beforehand, but yeah. maybe I misheard the interview. But that was the Pat McAfee interview that he yeah, had. That yeah, that makes sense. All right, so a few weeks ago, uh, Bleacher Report, it was his... February 24th, they released um, NBA playoff predictions and championship odds for every team. Uh, My brother, Jay, had sent this to me, uh, to us, and uh, wanted us to talk about it. So let's take a look here. Uh, We have now the odds. I don't know how to read these because I don't know, like, the whole odds stuff. Do you you understand the odds and whatnot? Okay. Yep. So we're going to rely on you for that. I don't know what the numbers mean. I just see what they're saying. So let's start with the Eastern Conference. The team's projected to miss the play-in tournament. Um, This might be pretty easy. Let's see. Uh, Number 15 in the East would be Detroit Pistons. I think that's pretty easy. Yes. Uh, Number 14, Orlando Orlando Magic. Yes. 13, the Indiana Pacers. Really? So they're the third worst team in in the East. I didn't see that. And the Knicks are number 12. Mm. They were in the midst of the playoffs last year. Are they really doing that bad? Yeah. They're not They're not doing very good at actually at all. Mm. They're struggling hard. At least as, as far as I can remember. Let me... Um, 
And yeah. this is this is sad too. I mean, in the Western Conference, so the the, the five teams that are going to miss the playoffs. By the way, the fifth team that is going to miss the play-in tournament here. And again, this is all projection. Um, the fifth team would be the Washington Wizards in the East. If we go to the West, we have the Rockets, which are awful. Yep. Although they just beat the Grizzlies, um, Oklahoma City Thunder, then the yep. Sacramento Kings, San Antonio Spurs. The Kings to me. There's two teams. I don't know. That could... So, okay, wait, keep going. Okay. Yep, sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, San Antonio Spurs and then the Portland Trailblazers. That's the sad part to me. The Portland Trailblazers. Why do I feel like... I just get so depressed when... I shouldn't use that word. Like, not, I'm not depressed, depressed. But I'm just like, dude, yeah. who doesn't get bummed out when you see the Trailblazers not making runs and whatnot considering they have well, Damian Lillard? He hasn't been playing, like, a lot, hasn't right. he? No, no. He's oh, been, he's been out for for a while yeah he's been out for a while but i think that um i just get bummed out like even every other year not just this year but just every year where it feels like they're just not quite good enough and i'm Mm -hmm. just like man i just wish there was a time when the blazers were like a number two seed and making it to the western conference finals or further cj mccollum you know yeah and it's like man like they just can't seem to make it but i i also think so looking at that, they are they're a game and a half back. I don't know when when Damian comes back. I think he comes back soon, actually. Okay. Potentially. Again, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But if he does, I mean, they can still find their way into that playing tournament. They still have a they still have a shot. Sure, they do. Well, let's still go there. Um, if they do find their way into a playing tournament, the teams that they need to quote unquote eliminate potentially. Um, Number 10, again, this is the projection here. 10th seed in the West would be the New Orleans Pelicans, which... Apparently, they've been playing very well. Okay. Um, Zion still Very out. well, as in the last 10, they've, they're 5 for 5. <laughs> Just kidding. That's pretty good, not, for not the, the, uh, the pretty good for the Pelicans. Apparently, they, they, what they have, they only won, like... They got a terrible start to the season. They were like 2 of yeah. 14 And then or they roasted the Lakers yeah, by, they did. by 30 or something yep. like that. Um, and then Westbrook. Did you see this interview by Westbrook um, with the no I, the reporter? I, no. Goodness, it was so frustrating. Uh-oh. See, let, let why don't we go and play it? Um, I'll play it here. Sorry for the bad recording um, for anybody listening. Um, I'm just gonna play it from my phone, but I think it is worthwhile to go back and just see. We'll just talk about it afterwards. Yep. And but it just feels really childish to me. <laughs> and so let's just listen. <laughs> That's on a, on, a, on a personal level, right? Like being back with your kids and your family, understanding how meaningful that is for you, but also knowing that when you conceived getting together with LeBron, AD, you had a vision of what that would look like basketball-wise. Has, has it been difficult for you to process the fact that it hasn't happened the way you guys envisioned it and that you guys are... There have been blowouts, there have been boos, there's been everything that... You know, probably everything's the opposite of what you envisioned. Has that been hard for you, especially considering your stature, your credentials, to to absorb? Um, what did I envision? I suppose I would imagine some wins. I mean, you say, based on what I envisioned, I want to know what you think I envisioned. I would but I mean, you envisioned coming here and winning a championship, or at least being in the Is position. season over? It, it, it certainly isn't on. Is the season over? No, sir. Thank you. So, what did you envision? Since you you, you spoke for me, I want to know what, what you thought I envisioned. I mean, I've been at every press conference you've had this year, and you've talked about, especially at the beginning, you talked about what this could look like. Obviously, you envisioned a successful season. It, to your point, sure, could still happen. 
that where you guys are trending right now, it hasn't. I mean, do you, you still ask my question. You, what did I envision? Us? You, you said you envisioned this to be a certain way. I want to know what you... Did you envision it to look like this? I had no, I had no expectations. See? That's why you don't know you don't know what I envision. I had no expectations. I come into every situation um, the same. Uh, last four years of me, I've been on different teams four times. So my envision of kind of thinking everything gonna be peaches and cream, I don't. That's not realistic. That's not life. Uh, so for me, um, I come into every situation, um, start from ground zero, and try to figure it out along the way. I have no expectations of how things will work, how many times I had a ball, what position I'm going to play. That's literally, um, you know, I just try to find ways to better, best help my teammates, and that's about it. Russ, I'm always... It, he just sounds like, uh, not to be whatever, but, like, he just sounds like a bit of a brat. And, like... Oh, he expected to be... To say you have no expectations, yeah, no not... goals set before you. Like, I, I don't think the guy was trying to talk expectations, but... right. My favorite part of the whole clip is when he says, what did I expect? He's like, the reporter's like, I imagine some wins. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not winning at all. And so, anyway, I just, it, this stuff bothers me about sports and athletes when yep. they just want to put themselves on, like, just answer the question. You, you're terrible right now. You suck right now. So own it. Like, why not own it and be a role model for people and just own your mistakes? I like how LeBron whatever. owns it. Yeah. He's like, they they beat like when they played the Clippers. He's like, they beat us four times. They are a better team than we are. Right. Yep. What else can I say? Mm-hmm. They beat us four times. They're better. Right. So anyway, it's just he bothers me. <laughs> uh, it's the same issue, honestly. It's the same issue I have with Kaepernick, um, and the reason that I believe Kaepernick's not in the league anymore. Um, well, I can't say it's the same reason. I believe that he's not in the league, but part of the reason, if I was an NFL owner, I wouldn't sign Colin Kaepernick either. Hmm. I'll be open and say that the reason that I wouldn't is because of his personality when he loses games. Same thing with Cam Newton. They, they lose games and they're like babies about it. Hmm. They don't know how to lose and lose well. And you know, Hey, we're, we're going to get better. And you know what I mean? And like, you know, talk about what went wrong, what went well and all that stuff. But like when this stuff happens, when you have to nitpick the way the guy asks the question or just answer the question, like clearly the year is not going the way you wanted, you wanted it. it to. Right. And, you know, if you didn't expect it, well, surely your fans did. And so how's it feel being a player on a team that's not meeting expectations? And so, mm-hmm. like, answer the question. <laughs> Getting paid, like, $30 million is answer the question, you know? Yes. $30 million. Gosh. So, what are the, the Lakers are nine right now? Yeah, on that list, the Lakers are number nine. Guess who else is nine? Brooklyn. The Nets. Oh. Anyway. The two... Uh, no, they have them at eight. They have them at eight? Yeah, they have oh. them at eight. But yeah, oh. very on e- interesting. On ESPN, though. they have them at, at nine, but anyway, okay. it don't matter. It's, it's 11 no. games. It's the same as... Are you talking sh- the standings right now? Yeah, sorry. I'm talking oh, yeah. standings. Oh, if you're, you're talking t- standings, this is the uh, the predictions oh. for the final uh, standings at the end of the year. I'm with you. Okay. They have them at nine? So it says here. Projected playoff seeds and title odds. Okay. So they're projecting them to be that number makes, nine. I can see that. And then they're that's pretty, being number they're pretty eight. far from to eight, but Well, number eight in the West, Clippers. Mm-hmm. Which, geez. All of this, like just think about where we would have been at the beginning of the year. Like 
Literally, the Lakers and the Clippers. I think both you and I both said that the Pelicans could make a deep run in the playoffs, right, this year? We said something along yep. those lines. Also, but the thing is, I don't think Kawhi played once for the Clippers yet. No, he hasn't played all year. But it's just like... And they're, I, I mean, they're eight, so I think it... I mean, Paul George hasn't played very much either for them. So, I don't know. The I fact think that, that they're eight I, without those two. Yes. Is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we got the Timberwolves at number seven. Good young team there. Uh, yeah. Dallas Mavericks at yeah. six. Nuggets at five. Utah Jazz at number four. Grizzlies at number three. And then we got the Warriors and the Phoenix Suns at number one and two. Well, two and one, respectively. Yep. That's like... So Golden State's really been on a trend down recently. Phoenix just... They're just wiping people out. Yeah, right. Phoenix is just a scary Well, team. and Memphis is scary too right yeah. now. And, I mean, I said to you, they lost to the Rockets. They just <laughs> lost to the Rockets after having a, a lead in the first half. But yep. other than that, I mean, this team is young, but they're good. They're feisty. They have tenacity about mm-hmm. them and, and, you know, a bunch of, as you would say, a bunch of dogs over there. Yep. And so um, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're a good team to watch. Similarly to Miami, um, and mm-hmm. so Miami's playing pretty well. Would you say so? Oh heck yes, they they are playing very well. They, I think the thing that's really cool too, is that not everybody's been healthy. Like Kyle Lowry's been out in and out of the lineup. Right. Tyler Hero's been in and out of the lineup. Same Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. Like those are your core four. And PJ Tucker, what an under the radar like great signing. Yeah, for by sure. the Heat to get. J- uh, PJ Tucker. Mm-hmm. He's not the. He's not a great shooter. Let's just put it out. Yep. His defense though is insane. Yeah, for this, sure. This we, team is built on defense, right? And can I think they can? I mean, they can stop. Bam is an is a great defensive player. I think he's probably one of the best defensive players in the game. Mm. Um. So and then you have Jimmy Butler, who is a great two way player. Oh yeah, he's a great defensive player. PJ Tucker, great defensive player. Yep. Kyle Lowry. I mean, he's a little slower, and he's but he's a great he's a great defensive player, player. And incredibly smart. And then Bam, who and then the only one that I mean is not that great is um, Duncan Robinson. Duncan, yep. um, he's a liability he, on defense, but he is he makes he up is. for it. Yep. Um, but he's like he goes hot and cold a lot, but one consistent player, Tyler Hero. Yep. That guy is insane. But just going back to my like, just the team. Whenever they're out, there's. Um, uh crap what is it vincent there's a guy named vincent on the team vincenzo uh the guy from milwaukee no okay maybe i don't oh I'd no to, i would have to look at their lineup. his last name is vincent his last name is vincent yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm not I know quite sure um what they're gabe vincent i think Ga- yeah yep. vincent and then you have um ah oh, crap anyway they have like two or three core like guys that just come off the bench and you're like where the heck did you come from right like it feels like miami does a really good job at bringing people up and then i mean they don't not everybody lasts like if they go somewhere else they're not going to be they just they just have a, a miami culture sure there and i think it's real but they're they're playing very well i think uh i think just the whole east it's just going to be very scary mm-hmm. actually a lot scarier than even though they do have a three-game lead within the first top the top six it's a five and a half like it's five back. games back mm-hmm. 
of six different teams. Wow. So anything anything can can happen. And then you have Brooklyn down there yep. at nine. Yeah. What and is going like, not even counting the top five seeds, like no. you said. Like I mean they've been they've lost four straight. They've been off falling. Yep. But again, I mean they they haven't been at full strength at right. all this season. Um I don't know. Yeah. Well, real quick before we jump on from the heat. Yep. Um, I don't know if you saw these news, but Victor Oladipo is questionable after three <laughs> years. After three years of dealing with a rehab, with rehab and challenges, that's a breakthrough. Miami Heat are listing Oladipo as questionable for their Monday night game against the Houston Rockets. Officially, that means that there's a 50-50 chance that the two-time All-Star will be playing for the first time in nearly a year, and expectations is that, barring any last-second setback. His return is about to happen. Nice. So that's huge be, for I don't think he's going to play tonight. Actually, why don't I just look right now? Yeah. Uh, are they playing right now? They are playing at 730. So we'll find out in four minutes. In four minutes. All right. But anyway, if he's on the... Well, we could see if he's even on the death chart. Depth chart. Well, he's question. Yeah. I think they Can might put that? him on there, and then he might be just a DMP if he doesn't play. Uh, he's uh, not on the injury report. There we go. Maybe he's playing. Wow. So for a team that's already first in the East... To get a guy who's a two-time all-star. Now, we don't know who Victor Oladipo is going to be when he gets back, but he's an athletic beast if he is coming back, you know, even in a fraction of himself. Right. Um, so, I don't anticipate that all the athleticism to be there, but still, he's uh, he's he's uh, definitely an and athlete. Then they also have Markeith Morris, another decent defensive player. Mm-hmm. But, he, I mean, he's out because of the whole Jokic shove in the yeah. back and yeah. that thing. But anyway, like, they've got depth. Yep. And I'm... I'm pretty excited to see where where they go how far they can go um i still think they can make it to the championship i was gonna say so i'm still i'm still pretty confident they can make it to the championship now you said back uh when they went to the finals against Milwaukee. the lakers oh yeah sorry no, against yep. the lakers yeah you had said that I think you said that year that you could see them making a championship run. Didn't you say that that year, or am I wrong? Uh, now, this would be before we actually had our podcast and everything. Yeah, but um, I was com- I, I think I was more confident when I mean when they made the playoffs. But I don't know if I mentioned that they could. I remember you saying maybe at the I did beginning, because that was uh, the bubble, right? And I remember you saying that this team is built for a bubble, like the situation. This team is mm. built for this situation, and they can make a deep run. And so I remember you saying something along those lines. I will take it. And so, by the way, the other guy we didn't mention was Udonis Haslam. Boom. Stud. Statue. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, but the do, we, do you feel more confident this year than you did that year in this roster as opposed to that one? Yes, because I know who Tyler Hero is. Okay, I think and I at think that point, he, he, was a he makes that year. yeah he makes a huge deal. Also, again, PJ Tucker. I think Bam also has kind of found who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, he did get torched last year by Giannis. Giannis, I think that was one thing that they that was really interesting is that in that bubble period, they um, they took it at the Bucks and they did really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that's where. Giannis was like, hey, I got to get better. I got to get more physical. I got to do this. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He came back, freak of nature, yep. won the NBA championship. And bully, he bullied Bam yeah. that year. And I feel like this year, Bam is out of his head, his own head. Um, I think he can 
yeah i mean this last so this past i brought this up the other day but the last week their stretch of games they played the top they played chicago milwaukee the nets and and the 76ers of course 76ers did not have james harden but right which is so irritating to me but we won't go we, down we the can't. whole james harden route <laughs> We can if you want to. Um, anyway, they, really they, went, to. they went three and I know one. Everybody listening wants me to. <laughs> they went three and one during that stretch, and the one against the Nets, they didn't have. Uh, so most of them, I think, all of them, they didn't have Kyle Lowry, and they didn't have James or Jimmy Butler or uh, Justin Tucker, JP JP Tucker. Yeah, is that his name? Yeah, Tucker. Mm-hmm. Um, for PJ. PJ. Did say, Tucker. What did I say? Yeah, yeah. JT, J- whatever. Heck. JP, JT, Justin this, Timberlake, Tucker, whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, against the Nets, but they did blow like a twenty-point lead against the Bucks, but they came out of that with a three-and-one record. So, I, I was pretty impressed to see that against the top teams in the East. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. That's pretty. Com- pretty cool. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> well, going back to Udonis Haslam. Oh, that yes. Yeah. So yes. Udonis Haslam. Uh, so. Just to kind of give a, a little backstory here on Udonis Haslam, why we're going to spend some time talking about a guy who doesn't really play. Um, we, Brandon and I have said in the past that we would not be surprised if Udonis Haslam got a statue in Miami. Um, yes. And so we're not saying, just be clear, and you can disagree with me here if you want, but mm-hmm. where I stand on this is I don't, I'm not saying he deserves a statue. I'm just saying I would not be shocked if they gave him one. Mm-hmm. Not starting to go fund me or anything like that saying he needs it. <laughs> Um, but we've said that before. Would you agree with that? Or are you yes. one that would advocate for it? Uh, I don't think I would advocate for it. Uh, for sure. Like his number will be to me, his number will be retired. Sure. In, I, th- I think that that's true. He, yeah, he will have, or even have like, there's a Dwayne Wade Parkway, you know, that there's a oh, Wade drive. There might be a, they might call the stadium Haslam stadium. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm just kidding. I doubt Maybe. that hundred percent. Not going to happen. But <laughs> anyway, I'm more on the statue part than I would be on the, the name. Naming of, a town naming or his, a naming, road or something? No, well, naming the basketball court after him. Right. But anyway, well, I do not think that the statue will happen. But I do feel like if anybody in Miami would get a statue. Other than, other, other than, than Dwayne yeah, Wade. Yeah, I was going to say. Other no, than heck, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. Wade. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne Wade just needs to be a statue on top of the stadium sure, yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just but, protecting you there because yes, yes, you were about you. to say something I was going to get ripped in half from everyone. <laughs> if you said there's nobody in Miami. I've been ripped in, half, ripped in half by everybody anyway, so what else is there? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yes, I, I agree that he does not deserve a statue. He doesn't or, deserve or a statue. Like, he doesn't you, need it. Yeah. Right, he doesn't yeah. need it, but if we got it, then... Correct. Udonis Haslam, just so everybody knows, he's shooting 100% from the free throw line this year. Woo. Hasn't missed a shot from the free throw line. That's pretty pretty impressive. Um and his career stat his career field goal percentage is forty nine percent. Fifty percent. Yeah. One and two. Yep. Udonis Haslam has won three NBA championships with Dwayne Wade, two thousand six, twelve, and thirteen, and he almost won the one against the Lakers as well. Right. Um, which would have been what, twenty nineteen? Yep. And so, and arguably could win one this year if they go, which would be pretty awesome. He would have four championships with the Miami Heat, which I believe would be more than any other player in history. 
Um, Udonis Haslam is the all-time Miami Heat leader in rebounds. Wait, all time. And the last fun fact about Udonis, we're going to call him Udonis from now on, not even Haslam. He's so good that we're going to call him by only his first name, Udonis. 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 Yep. Went to high school with Steve Blake, and they won three state titles together. Did you know that? Steve Blake. I did not. Yeah. Wow. Old point Just guard. this. It's just bringing up statue, 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 man. All I these might wins. jump on board with him deserving a statue now. I might start a GoFundMe. <laughs> I think we should start a GoFundMe now. His, uh, he's played, a, I mean, a solid six minutes this year. Six. He's averaging six minutes. Oh, in those six minutes, he has not missed a free throw yet. Correct. So Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Just going. <laughs> I can't wait for the response. Yep. <laughs> so we talked about Miami. Let's talk about the East a little bit more. Um, so let's go through just like we did before. I'll count up words. So number 10, predicting, uh, the seeds in the East, uh, number 10 would be the Charlotte Hornets. Um, number nine, the Atlanta Hawks who seem to be coming around. They were playing pretty bad uh, early in were. the year and they seem to be coming around now. Number eight is the Brooklyn Nets. Who would have thought that would have been happening at this point. Uh, number seven is the Toronto rabbit ra- rabbits. <laughs> Raptors. We're just going to pass on through that. Number six is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Who would have thought Cleveland? Yeah. Me? Jeez. You did. I You're right. You're absolutely right. I was going to say. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I had them go to the playoffs this year. But I mean, like, just where they were. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. I, it's just that combo guard in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, those two guards there. And Jared Allen playing great right now he's out indefinitely now he just got hurt last night but dang it um but anyway number five chicago bulls which is the team i'm pulling for right now zach levine's gonna be a superstar by the end of the year book it number four boston celtics they are coming they're coming around man jason tatum i love that guy yep 52 right 54 dang it 54 points last night and uh Number three is the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. Some people believe are the team is the team that is going to run away with with this uh, Eastern Conference. They could, yeah, they could still. Uh, mm. Number two is Philadelphia 76ers, and number one is the Miami Heat. We just talked about. Yep. What are your thoughts on the Sixers and the way that they've been playing with Harden? Are you shocked, or is that what you expected? Or uh, I'm not too shocked. Um, I mean, just their styles is a great fit Embiid and Harden mm-hmm. um again I'm not a huge I'm not a huge Harden fan but just the way he plays I mean his he almost had a triple double the first game he played with them he mm-hmm. had a triple double the second game I mean he's it just fits him I mean it fits him really well mm-hmm. and like Embiid said he said I've never played I've never been so open before in hmm. in his career so that's kind of that. scary that's scary for somebody like that for sure to say that because he's like arguably mvp yeah or leave this year and then playing pick and roll with him with harden like he doesn't have to get double teamed anymore right it was always pick and roll with ben simmons yep ben, <laughs> ben simmons and shooting it and nope yep nope i heard my brother said that ben simmons is actually going to be at the yeah. nets game but he's going to be sitting on the bench 
Well, they were talking. They yeah, they were talking about that, and they're up. like, "Watch, he will be active on Friday. The game is on Thursday, but he will be active and ready to play on Friday." Goodness. It's. They're like, "What? Just get it over with. It's going right. to happen." Right. Well, are you going to set out if you play them in the playoffs? Are you going to set out right those games? Mm-hmm. Come on, like. Again, I don't know. There's, I've heard they're shocked that he's even out now. Like, why he's still out. Um, sure, right. But they said, apparently, whether it's the mental mental part of it or physically he's not up to par or up to what he needs to be to play, Something they, there's something else. And it's not, they said it's not good that it's been this long. I have no idea. Again, at some point in time, this mental stuff has to take away from the legacy of people or... Like, at what, at what point in time are we going to say it, it's not okay or whatever? Like, I don't mean to get, like, super into it or whatever, but, like, yeah. we have what happened with Simone Biles in this, mm-hmm. the Olympics last year, whatever your opinion is on that. And then we had Calvin Ridley sit out the second half of the year this year. Yep. Whatever your opinion is on that. We have now this mm-hmm. with whatever mental, whatever stuff is going on, like... I mean, I get it, but like, man, at what? Why are we making it okay? You know. Anyway, we don't have to get in the whole tangent, but it just, yeah, I think it bothers me when we have like, dude, these are pro athletes. These guys are meant like they're getting paid millions of dollars, and whether you agree with this or not, they're getting paid millions of dollars to push through the adversity and to win games for a team in a league. And if you think that that's wrong, and and you know the fact that you're paying people to do something to bigger, you know, bigger your pocket or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Um, f- fair enough you can fight that but I don't think it's okay to have people to have a society that says hey it's okay to give up on your dreams um, or not give up on your dreams but yeah. take a step away from your dreams or whatever because it's exhausting or because of whatever like yeah, again like we're both pretty favorable to Dwayne Wade but Dwayne Wade for a large part of his career was dealing with a terrible divorce that was happening off the court where mm-hmm. he was fighting for custody of his kids oh, and yeah. all of this stuff and lawsuits and stuff like this Um and he's never missed games outside of when he was injured, you know, mm-hmm. with that stuff. So, and do you think he ever had bad days? Sure thing he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but those guys just push through it. And yep. so, you know, like James Harden, I'll say it. James Harden sits because they're playing the Miami Heat. Like, you sit on the bench like, dude, this is the best team in the East. It's number one seed right now. Yeah. You get in the game and you... They were they were only two games back. I can't believe he sits down that game. Yep. I cannot believe he does that. Yep. It is so incredible to me how blatant it is that he is just not a championship player it's just obvious like he's trying it yeah <laughs> like it, it just the, the the integrity of the game gets taken away when you do stuff like that and it drives me nuts mm-hmm. so, i don't know he bothers I, me a lot <laughs> All right, so Brandon and I wanted to talk about a topic that we thought were interesting. I at least yes, thought it was interesting. It was very conversation about, um, 
So there's a guy, David Sampson. If you don't know who David Sampson is, just to give you a quick rundown, correct me if I'm wrong yep, at any point here. Yep. Um, he used to be the owner of the Florida Marlins. Correct. Miami Marlins. Yes, the Florida Marlins, and he turned into the Miami Marlins. Correct. Him, him and his dad, Jeffrey Lurie. Okay. So he was the owner, uh, yes. again, David Sampson. And uh, so obviously he sells or gets fired yes. or however he, that all works. Yeah, they... Um, so he bought the state. He built them a new stadium four years ago. Um, all this kind of stuff, and then Derek Jeter came in to. He wanted a part of the team, and he ends up. They end up selling. David Sampson ends up selling the team to Jeter and his to Jeter, people. and then they fired David Sampson. Okay, so David Sampson sells the team to Jeter and his people. They yes. return and follow fire him. How did they fire him? So he he said that he found out he was fired via a update, ESPN update, saying David Sampson's fired Oh, on his phone. So he's like, oh, shoot. So he's like, what? So he calls Derek Jeter. He's like, what is this? He said, yeah, you're fired. Wow. That's how he found out that he was fired. So but anyway, for so Jeter he sold the team. The... So like the team, I mean, the guy's a billionaire. He sold the team. So sure. Anyway. So yes, he he is the he was the owner of the Miami Marlins. Right. And now he comes on Dan Levitard's show, and basically every Wednesday they talk about, like past shows, they talk about um, like random transactions. Like he goes deep. Like he doesn't care anymore. Like he said in in a podcast, like, I don't care about baseball anymore. Yeah. He's like, I just tell you what I feel and what it what it is because I want he's want people he wants people to know baseball. Right. Or the ins and outs of baseball. So Right. And now, the, the reason they're talking about it a little bit here on the, what we're going to play, the context of what they're talking about. So with all of that, yes. Jeter now, five years later, yes. is out. Yes, he, uh, he did an awful decide, job. He decided to leave. He's like, I'm, I'm done. Yep. So, and while Jeter was there as the owner mm-hmm. of the Miami Marlins, he traded all their best players. They yep. did awful. Didn't yep. mean anything. So now they have... David Sampson on talking uh, about this. Yes. Um, and at this point specifically, so we give all that just to give a little bit of context what we're going to play. And um, what I find interesting as you listen to this is to listen to the difference of perspective in sports when you compare the owner to the fan. Mm-hmm. And so this is an ex-owner yes. talking about uh, his perspective when it comes to running a sports team. But your, your attendance figures are sketchy at best because you yourself have admitted that you made up those numbers. Stop, stop. You've Billy, said that on this again. show, David. You've said Billy, on this show. Of course I made up attendance that goes out publicly. That's not what we budget. What we budget is revenue. We don't care about the number. If there are a million people who pay a dollar or one person who pays a million and I budgeted a million dollars in gate revenue, then I've hit the budget. It's not according to the number of people. It's according to the number of the dollars. Yeah. Did you have a thought? Like, when I first heard that, it was incredible to me. Like, the part at the end there where he says, it doesn't matter if you need $100 million of revenue if one fan pays $100 million or 100 million fans pay $1. They don't care. They just want their money. They just want the money. Yep. That's how they're running these organizations. Now, this is baseball. This isn't necessarily every organization. But, man, just a difference of countenance in, yep. in what they do. Because, like, for uh, like for me, I would think that 
the more people you have in the seats, it's not only just giving you that number, but the more people you have in the seats is probably going to overflow into the amount of jersey sales, yep. the amount of concession sales, mm-hmm. the amount of this sales, all these other sales because there's more people, which makes it more likely for them to be buying in those areas. Yep. And so to say that that's the case, that it just matters about the bottom dollar and ticket sales mm-hmm. can't be 100%. But this guy is definite. And if you just listen to the whole interview, I mean, there's yep. a whole interview uh, on Dan Lebertard um, mm-hmm. with this. And yep. it's just incredible to watch. It, it actually kind of like irritated me as a fan of yeah. sports right? to hear a guy so fixated on the dollars that it doesn't sound like he cares at all about the wins or the fan nope. support or anything of that nature. Nope. Yep. And, and again, it was so, it was very interesting. Like I enjoyed... I enjoyed so the guy that was talking just going at him. Yeah. Like it wasn't it wasn't um like he was out of passion and emotion. Yeah. He, he was Billy Gill. Billy Gill. He Billy was Gill. he was mad. Yeah. Um because He's of a diehard Miami diehard fan. Miami yep. fan. So he basically he he was mad at him because he keeps on railing at Derek Jeter and saying, Oh, he's gonna do bad, he did bad, like he and basically, he was saying, "You did the same thing, right?" And like he says, "You didn't just do like." Yeah, that. he said he didn't hold anything back. He's like, right. "You, like, you say that he was supposed to have all these projections. You never had these projections, right. like." Well, you, you made the projections, and you never met them either. So you right, projected this exactly. Many people in the so seats. like, you can't. It's being a hypocrite it's where a you're over there shooting away at Derek Jeter, right? And then you can't do it yourself. So that's, I mean, so again, that's the conversation going on. But again, it was super interesting just seeing and hearing all those details and going behind the scenes of an owner right. and the mindset like you said just the money the money mindedness of like i mean he doesn't care he's a billionaire now because he sold a team right yep he has no care in the world nope. and he has a podcast that he's going and he's just letting loose on everybody i yep. forget what his podcast is uh, called it's called doesn't care or something like that it's something along the lines of not really caring and so, but it's so fascinating. We don't often get to be in the minds of the owners uh, of these teams. Mm-hmm. And so it was fascinating to me to be able to have just a second to to listen in um, and see the perspective of these guys. And that uh, David Sam's podcast is called uh, Nothing Personal. Yeah. Again, you can tell by the name. Nothing personal, but... Again, he doesn't care about what anybody thinks no, at all. He's never, he, he probably is never going to have a job in no. the MLB ever again or nope. anything like that. But and it's ra- like, but I'm, but everything he says is raw. Like yep. he says exactly what it is. Yep. And I mean, you may not like it. Like I don't like it. Right. But it's cool, honestly, to hear that side of it because sure. I don't know that side of yeah. it. That's why he's not like everybody doesn't enjoy listening to him because if he tells you how it is and no one likes it, but again, super interesting. All right. Thanks so much for listening to yes. another episode of Coming Off the Bench. Um, there are still a few shirts out here. Um, yep. If you are interested, let us know. $10 a shirt to help support us and what we are doing, the vision that we have for this podcast. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. It is, if it's your first time listening, thanks so much for tuning in and, uh, please 
re- rate, review, subscribe yep. to our podcast. Um, even if you've been listening for a while, rate, review, subscribe. It helps us mm-hmm. um, grow this podcast. So, And please send us your messages on yes. the Anchor app. Look us up on the Anchor app. Send us your voice. We'll put you on the podcast. Send us your comments on Facebook, Facebook whatever it may yes. be. Give us some um, questions, anything. Yeah, we want you to be involved. Yep. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.